0: He can read, and he likes to read about things that he wants to read, but kind of like getting him to do it. And one of the things that's kind of getting in the way of him reading is he just always asks me questions. He's just like, hey, Dad, how does this work? Hey, Dad, why does this happen? Hey, Dad, 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 hey, Dad. hey dad." I hear this every day to school for an hour and a half and every way home for an hour and a half. Hey, Dad, why'd that cop pull that person over? Was that person speeding? I don't know what that person was doing. What if that person was speeding? I don't know. I just I don't know. Okay, because reading for me has been one of the, the most fun things. I've uh, probably one of the greatest skills I've ever picked up. Because um, my son's always asked me to, to teach him how to do stuff, and um, I've been getting on him because like I didn't actually learn. How to do a lot of the things I didn't know how to do. Like, um, I, I had to learn how to play trombone in, in school because it was like a band thing. But every other instrument I learned how to play, I just picked it up and picked up a book and read and then figured out how to do it on my own. When I was 21, I think I've told this story before, um, I got my first car. And I didn't know anything about cars. So I got myself a Haynes manual. Remember, we were talking about this before? I got myself a Haynes manual and then took the thing apart. And then put it back together. And what I found is that the more I, bless you, the more I took the car apart, like to just, like, figure out how things worked and whatever, I would always have these extra parts lying around. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know what these are for, but I think my car still works. I I don't know, it's like, you know, so I I have this box accumulating in my parents' um, carport full of like, you know, bolts and screws and and nuts and all sorts of things that I had no idea where it went back in because I took it out and then I didn't know where it went back. And sometimes I wonder if we approach things like that, where we have like, there's certain things where like, I don't really know what this is here for, but it's here and I think it's useful, but I'm not entirely sure. Now, yesterday was December 1st. What's gonna happen in about a month? Okay, what's going to happen in exactly a month from yesterday? New Year's, right? What do people normally do in New Year's? Yeah, they party, and then they usually, like, in, in, in light of the partying, in the morning after the partying, then they make some new life decisions because, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, you know, New Year's resolutions, right? People do the whole New Year's resolutions. And one of the resolutions that, that people make, often people in the church make, is that I'm going to read the Bible, okay, chapter by chapter, the whole thing. Okay. I know some people do this thing. I know it's weird that people would actually read the Bible. Okay. But some people would be like, I'm going to read it chapter by chapter. And some smart people are like, okay, I don't know if I want to get bogged down in the Old Testament. This might be difficult for me. So I'm going to start with the New Testament. Okay. Because that's the Jesus part. So I'm going to start with that. And so then they open up their Bibles. It's Matthew chapter one. And they're like, all right, good. New Year's resolution. We're going to do this. We're going to read the Bible one chapter at a time. Matthew chapter one. Here it goes. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Okay, not feeling anything yet, but let's keep going. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the fam. Uh, What? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Nobody except for Justice on goes on Ancestry.com. And looks at genealogies. Sorry, Justice, I had to throw you under the bus on that one. Okay, nobody does this. And I, I'm trying to be a good Christian, and the first thing that I get in Matthew chapter 1 is ancestry.com. What am I supposed to do with this? You know what? I made the resolution. I got, I got to continue. Let's find out. Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Nishon, Nishon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, all right, Rahab, whatever. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, okay. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. All right, I know that guy. That was the, uh, David, who's, who's David, who's David? Talk to me. Yeah, Goliath, right? Okay, so we know David, the father of Solomon, whose mother, whose well, mother, Hmm. Had been Uriah's wife. Solomon the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam the father of, uh, you lost me. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. And sometimes we read the Bible and we think, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And so we get discouraged or we get distracted. And we're just like, it's this thing that I'm supposed to do, but I don't know what I'm supposed to actually do with it. And here's what I want to tell you guys. Reading is... Important. And when I mean reading, I don't mean just scanning the page and letting letters enter your pupils and register on the back of your retina and the optic nerve and it go up into your brain and do nothing. I mean to read and pay attention. Because here's the thing. In that genealogy, there's a couple of things that should stick out if you're paying attention. Okay. In fact, there are three of those things that should stick out if you were paying attention. Now, how many of us know about um, ancient Jewish culture? Anybody know anything? Okay. No, we don't know anything about ancient Jewish culture. Okay. Well, ancient Jewish culture uh, was patriarchal. In other words, uh, the boys and the men were kind of the important ones. And you see this in Luke's genealogy. It's all like these dudes. It's all men's, like son of this, son of that, 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 son of this, son of that. That's all of Luke's genealogy in chapter three. Okay, But notice there were three sort of exceptions to the rule in Matthew. Does anyone know who's not in the junior class? Because we talked about this week, who the three exceptions are. That's okay. That's why I have a job. Miley. Rahab, okay. Last one. Ruth, okay, thank you for that hand back there, senior. Ruth, okay, and there was one more who was not mentioned by name. Bathsheba, right? Okay Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, okay? So one of the things that, that we want to do when we read, okay is when we see things that are kind of mm, different, we want to ask the questions, why are they here? Because most you know genealogies at this time is all like men, so now we've got three women. Who are these three women? Who's Rahab? Yes. I'm right there, pull it up. She let the spies into her house. Which spies? Well, the ones that were sent over into Jericho to see if the city was ready to like feel the, feel the destruction. Um, and Rahab says, hey, we've heard about what you and your God has been doing, okay? And everybody's afraid. But here's the thing. If you save, if you allow us to come with you, your God will be my God and your people will be my people. Um, just please save my household. And they let her in. They, they they get her out. She's fine. whole 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 town goes down, but she is saved. Okay, Rahab. Somebody talk to me about Ruth. Not the baby, but Ruth. 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 All right. What do we got? Ruth. Your husband died. Yeah, ninety nine problems. Yep. Yeah, went back to Bethlehem instead of back to Moab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gleaning, gleaning all that stuff. Good, dude. I'm, I'm going to cut you off just because we've got time, but you've, you've got it, man. You've got it. So you also, you also get a fist bump right there. Mm. Give it to me. All right, so Ruth, and if you read the book of Ruth, it's really hilarious because the whole book of Ruth, it's like you have um, short-term memory loss because the whole time it's like Ruth the Moabitess, Ruth the Moabitess, the Moabitess went here and the Moabitess went there and Ruth the Moabitess because she was not... An Israelite, and yet she says to Naomi, "Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God." She leaves her family, the country that she knows, and she goes with Naomi back to Israel, back to Judah. Okay, and great things. And then the third one, who wasn't named, is Bathsheba. Okay, a Hittite. Okay, wife of Uriah the Hittite. Okay. Another foreign woman. So the question is, if we're reading this and paying attention, not just, you know, letters and words, is what are these three foreign women doing in Jesus' genealogy? Or better yet, the question is, why is Matthew bothering to tell us about them? Because Matthew is selective in his genealogy. And what I want to tell you today, and what I think that Matthew has it there for a reason, and it's important for us to hear this Christmas season, is that foreign and women, okay, foreign and women, these people are double outcasts, okay, they're not men, and they're not Israelite, but guess whose family they're in? Jesus's. They are double outcasts, and guess whose family they're in? They're in the family Of Jesus. And what Matthew is telling us at the very, very first chapter of the the New Testament, if we'll only pay attention, is that this Jesus who came 2,000 years ago into the world is for everyone, especially for the outcast. Why? Because even the outcasts are a part of his family. And so, what I want to challenge you with this holiday season is that those of you who claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to have this mindset, this eye set, if you will, to be on the lookout for those who are on the outside. Take a look out for those who are on the outside, because guess what? They belong in the family of Jesus too. And this is a perfect opportunity this season to maybe invite your friends or your cousins, your auntie, your uncle, your old grandpa, The church, to hear the message of Jesus, that we are all invited into the family of Jesus, okay? And if you are not among those who call yourself uh, a a member of the family of Jesus, I want you to know that there's nothing you can do that can disqualify you from that. Because uh, Rahab, because we have younger ones in here, was a woman of ill repute. Ruth was a foreigner, and let's not talk about Bathsheba in such polite company, Okay? but even you are invited in to the family of God. There is nothing that disqualifies you from that. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, go out there with eyes open this holiday season and invite, okay? This Jesus is for you too. And those of you who are on the fence, this Jesus is for you too. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning and we thank you for the opportunity that we have to gather uh, in this this chapel to hear your word and to uh, encounter um, your grace that invites us into your family. We pray that you help us to go out into this holiday season with eyes open uh, to those around us who um, you are inviting and calling to your family. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, it is.